Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's about seven minutes till noon um, central time, I guess you could say. Um, today is the day. Today is the day that Collis starts his very first podcast. Today is the day that I start the very first episode of my podcast. Um, you know, I, I've been spending a lot of time dwelling on what am I going to talk about? What am I going to say? How am I going to make it sound amazing? Um, what topics are going to be interesting? What is this? What is that? And what I've noticed is it's only been delaying me. Now, there is a sense of planning, and then there's a point where you're trying to plan so much for it to be perfect that you never get started. Um, And that's one thing you don't want to do. It's been over two years since I said I was going to start a podcast. So I was like, you know what? Today's the day. I'm just going to sit down. I'm just going to talk about it. I'm just going to talk about whatever I want to talk about. Um... Last night I was having a conversation with somebody and it sparked the idea um, that I'm going to talk about today. And there goes my computer being extra. So as you can see, I'm obviously not going to be a professional podcaster the first episode ever. Um, But as you know, there's no time to waste, so you got to jump right into it. So that brings in the topic of today. The topic today is going to be about marriage slash relationships slash getting to know somebody. Now, I was looking on the internet lately and I was just seeing a lot of things about relationships and a lot of things that, you know, just seemed somewhat unhealthy to me. Um, A lot of people I know getting divorced or breaking up. And I was kind of just thinking about the importance of getting to know somebody really well before you decide to spend the rest of your life with them. Um, As some of you that will listen to this podcast may know, I do belong to the Baha'i Faith. And in the Baha'i Faith, it talks about investigating somebody's character thoroughly before you decide to marry this person. And really spending time trying to get to know their true character um, through various amounts, uh, various different ways of getting to know them. So, you know, it does suggest to serve together, to travel together, um, to have conversations that are elevated and consulting about, you know, a lot of different things. So what I did last night is I asked a group of friends, maybe about 10, 15 people, Um, to send me three to five questions that they think would be important to ask somebody that they were interested in or that could be a potential spouse. Three things you would want to know about them, three questions you'd want to consult about. Um, And I got a large quantity of questions. Um, I will say that I did ask a lot of people um, that belong to the Baha'i faith as well about their Baha'i perspective and what questions from a Baha'i youth perspective um, did they think would be useful when, you know, having these conversations with somebody that you're interested in. So what I thought would be sort of cool to do today is kind of read through those questions and discuss 
how those questions might be of importance to, you know, getting to know somebody, to getting to know somebody's true character, to trying to understand if this person is a good fit for you and fits the goals, dreams, aspirations, uh, expectations. I don't know if I would use the word expectations because I don't think that's a good word, but um, if they seem like they would be, you know, good for you and what you expect out of, I hate using the word expect, but what you would want out of a relationship. Um, so we're going to jump right into the questions that I collected. Um, some of them are questions collected, uh, or, you know, from people and some, um, is questions that people already, you know, saw somewhere else on the internet or in the Baha'i writings or suggestions from others that they also suggested to me as questions they might use. Um, to getting to know somebody's character. Um, one thing we have to remember in my mind is it's not an interrogation. It's not quite an interview. Um, but my scent, my friend said it perfectly. Um, my friend said it's more of a consultation or things that you would want to talk about with somebody that you were interested in. And from matter of fact i'm just going to read what she said she said i think asking questions is an interesting concept i'm more of a let's consult together or explain certain questions concepts rather than an interview type of scenario so i thought that was very powerful because you know we're not trying to interview or interrogate the person that we're trying to get to know that's kind of you know um i don't know maybe an uncomfortable and maybe not the best or most healthy thing to do, but instead consulting together and exploring different concepts and questions um, would be the best scenario um, when having these conversations with a potential partner. So I'm going to go ahead and pull those questions up. Um, I have about 20-something questions in my notes, and then a lovely friend of mine sent me an email today with another attachment that had some questions in there so i'm obviously not going to get through all of them because i do have to get ready for work here shortly but i'm going to go through a variety of them and kind of just have conversation or just you know branch off from the questions that are asked um so let's get started so yeah let's uh jump right in um i'm over here on (laughs) on uh snapchat and on the podcast but what i'm really trying to do is get to the notes in my phone i know you guys didn't really need to know all of that but uh let's go ahead and start with the first question um how do you see the role of women in the world and how do you see the role of men in the world i think it is kind of you know the question goes both ways you know what they were asking is, you know, if you're a man, how do you see the role of women in the world? If you're a woman, how do you see the role of men in the world? Um, another question was, what does the equality of men and women mean to you? Um, again, a lot of these questions are from the perspective of Baha'i youth um, in the in the Baha'i faith. One of the main things we focus on is the equality of men and women. Um, So having an understanding, a personal understanding of what that means to somebody um, could be very helpful 
um, in the relationship. You know, if one person has an expectation of a woman to stay home and cook and clean like old society used to have of them, um, and the woman is very independent and, um, you know, has her own business and is, you know, taking over the world, doing her thing, hustling, then that relationship may not work out. If the woman expects the man to take care of the house, um, bring in all the money, um, like maybe it was back in the old days, then that may not work out if that person is more of a, you know, however type of character they have or whatever, not character, whatever type of personality they, they have, they might be more of a better um, stay-at-home parent or they may have the idea that they want the expenses in the house to be split both ways, that both people are bringing in um, whatever they can bring in to um, assist with how the household is ran uh, financially or in the home. So, you know, those are very, a very uh, interesting, important question. Um, do you want to have children? I know that's very, very important to me personally. Um, I want to have children really bad. And uh, it's one of the main things that I look forward to in my life. It's one of my main goals. Um, and as we know in the faith, we we are, you know, meant to have children so that we can raise them to love and know God and to serve people and serve the world and help contribute to the betterment of society. So I just find it very helpful to have children. I find it, um, you know, to be something that's one of my top priorities. What are your hopes and dreams for your future children? How would you want to raise them? Um, what are your physical health goals? How do you see us supporting one another in that? That is also top priority to me. Um, for those of you that know me, I'm interested in becoming a personal training coach or a strength and conditioning coach. So as you may imagine, um, physical health and physical, physical activity is something I enjoy, something that I find to be very important to improving quality of life, spiritually, mentally, physically. Um, so when I marry somebody, I'm probably going to want them to be um, physically active too, you know, um, it would be something fun we could do together. It may not be fun to them, but something we could help each other grow through or push each other through tough times in that aspect. Um, also, you know, when you just care about somebody in general, then, you know, you want them to be physically capable to do things, physically strong, healthy, and, uh, you want them to live as long as possible so you can be with them as long as possible not to say that you won't go to the next world together because, you know, marriage is the fortress of well-being, as many of you know. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, a relationship that lasts for eternity. So, but still, very important for physical health is something important to me. So it might be an important question to ask or to consult about. Um, is it important for us to pray together? That's a big one. Um, as a Baha'i, I will be following the Baha'i law set forth by Baha'u'llah and following the guidance of the House of Justice. The question would have been, how comfortable are you with that? How do you see us supporting one another in that? Um, you know, one of the questions somebody else asked me that's not in this list of questions is, um, where does religion fit into the relationship? Is it important? 
and I feel like I might as well go ahead and drop that question before I continue on because a lot of these are related to, you know, um, you know, from a Baha'i youth perspective. So, um, you know, it may be important to discuss how important religion might be in the household um, and is it going to be okay with your spouse if they don't happen to be the same religion or if they're not religious, is it going to be okay with them um, if you're following all the rules and law set forth by your religion and how how will they support you in that or will they support you in that um is that something that they'll be willing to conform to to be comfortable with um you know somebody may not agree with the laws of chastity of remaining chaste before marriage um excuse me not having sex before marriage and how will the other person be able to support you in that will they be able to handle that um, will the relationship still be able to remain healthy and be able to progress if you're not fulfilling the expectations of the other spouse? Um, what are your career and educational goals? How do you hope to be supported in that? One of the things that I found very interesting about a lot of these questions is they they asked the question and then they followed it up with how do you hope to be supported in that? Um, I feel like that's extremely important, um, being that, you can hear my dog barking in the background, but I feel like that's very important being that in a relationship, support is very important. Mutual support is key, you know, um, to a healthy relationship in my mind, and I, I'd assume in a lot of your other minds that, you know, you must support each other in your goals and aspirations for one to progress um, to feel like their spouse is helping them out, you know, in some way or something of that nature. Um, so it's a very important question I feel like needs to be asked or consulted about. Um, after you ask a question, how can I support you in this? How can I support you in that? Um, very, very key. Why is sexual intimacy important in a marriage and how do you hope to be supported in that? Um, how do you see our home serving our community? How do you see our marriage family supporting our community? As you can see, one of the key questions, keywords, one of the all these questions is support. Um, you know, like the foundation of a house, you need to support the home. You lay the foundation first. So... You know, support is key in all things. Um, uh, many of you have heard the quote, truthfulness is the foundation of all human virtues. Without truthfulness, a lot of the other virtues can't be fully fulfilled or practiced because truthfulness is the foundation of all of them. Um, what does a fortress of well-being mean to you? I think that's a great question because... <laughs> A lot of you guys are going to find this funny. I just used that phrase five seconds ago, if you remember. And I still don't know what it means to me. And I don't quite know what exactly it means. Now we all know what a fortress is. And we know what well-being is. So a fortress is something that protects you from outside forces or external forces. It's kind of like a home. You know, we build a home so it can protect us from other nature's rain and cold and weather. Um, so a fortress is something to protect you from external forces for well-being so you know in marriage i would feel like a fortress of well-being is that the marriage is two people mutually supporting each other 
um, and going through life together and supporting each other through all the tests and difficulties you may face to, you know, maintain a healthy well-being. Um, how does the serve, serve? How does the fortress serve the community and institutions around it? Why is it important to be vulnerable with one another? Um, I feel like that's an important question, especially for a man. A lot of time, men, unfortunately, do not think um, it's okay to be vulnerable. Society makes it seem like vulnerability is a negative character trait, is a negative thing, um, especially for men. So this might be a question that might be very important to ask um, if you're a female to a male partner. Um, because a lot of times we're not willing to be vulnerable um, because that masculinity is so deeply ingrained in society and men in society that it's very difficult for them to be vulnerable very difficult for them to accept the fact that vulnerability might be a positive character trait after all um, when do you feel most trusted when do you find someone most trustworthy I think that's a really cool question. I never thought of that. I might have to think about that off the podcast. Um, what are some qualities of your closest friends that you admire? I love this question. Um, for the Baha'is out there that listen to this, um, if you've went through the junior youth program books um, or like you know studied how to have conversations with junior youth about the anime uh, junior youth spiritual empowerment program, um, you'd know. Or you might remember that that might be one of the questions that we ask people when we're talking about finding spiritual qualities within one another, um, within our closest friends. Like, how can we see spiritual qualities? And one question we always used to ask is, what is a spiritual quality that you see in one of your friends? And they always used to be like, I don't know. So a follow-up question always used to be, all right, what is one, some qualities of your closest friends that you admire? Um, and, you know, it's important to know what you admire, what qualities you admire, so you can also see those in your partner. Um, or, you know, so they know what type of qualities that you admire. Which characteristics of your closest friends can you not tolerate? It's just the same question, but switched around, which is very important. Um... How do you see us interacting with one another's families? Why is it important to have a healthy relationship with each other's families? Um, that goes hand in hand with the question one of my other friends asked. They asked, um, is my race going to be a problem with your family? And unfortunately, as we know, race issues still plague America, still plague Africa, still plague Europe, still plague South America. Racism is very you know, prevalent still in modern day society. And so race um, may play a part, hopefully it does not, but may play an important part in the, you know, relationship you may have with their family. Um, and it's very important to have a healthy relationship with each other's families because without that healthy relationship, how can we maintain a healthy relationship with our partner knowing that they were raised in that environment um, knowing that if their family doesn't love us, they're probably not going to have the best relationship or the best conversations with their daughter or son about their partner. It just all in all doesn't 
go hand in hand so it might be very 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 important for you to have uh, important relationships with their families and interact healthily with one another's families have you been married before and have you had sexual partners before how do you see that affecting our relationship um on the topic of chastity and i remember i used to talk to myself and like talk myself out of situations or talk myself into bad situations like this isn't really going to affect my future relationships i don't understand why i have to remain chaste why can't i just have sex like i used to make excuses for myself so that i could you know carry out these unchaste actions um, but if you think about it, and one thing we don't normally think about is it could affect our future relationship. And when we have a marriage partner, um, we want to go into that relationship um, feeling confident and um, loving in one another. And, you know, imagine going into the relationship, uh, into marriage, and both of you guys were chased and you guys were both each other's first and how much more powerful and intimate that might be um i say might because i i don't know i'm not i don't know if i'm <laughs> not gonna have that experience but um, imagine how powerful that might be um and how much more meaningful um that relationship that sexual intimacy that um it that it might be um, is there anyone else in your life right now that you may later regret not having explored the possibility of marriage with? That's a very good question. Um, a lot of people date a lot of people or investigate a lot of people's characters and love a lot of people, which is fine. And they enjoy a lot of people's um, presence and um, vibes and spiritual energy. So when we think about um, you know, past relationships we may have that may have fell through or people that we were interested in that we were talking to that it fell through because we were too busy or whatever that we might regret not pursuing a more serious relationship with in the future, it might come back to haunt us. So it's a great question, a great thing to consult about with another potential partner um, so that you guys can you know understand each other and figure out if that's going to work um what are the standards of chastity baha'u'llah describes and how do we apply it in our relationships and our relationship with others again this is a question from a baha'i perspective um for those of you that aren't familiar with who baha'u'llah is he's the manifestation or the prophet that brought the baha'i faith um to you know this material world um you know, he, uh, so that, that's a good question. Um, very important to discuss. What is their understanding of the purpose of marriage and courtship? How can we con consciously foster consultation as a regular practice when making decisions? I love that question. Love that question a lot. Um, how can we consciously, conscious, being conscious is so important. A lot of times we carry out actions we interact with people we're close to we uh spend a lot of time just talking without actually being consciously aware of what we're saying we just speak without thought um so how can we consciously foster consultation 
um, as a regular practice when making decisions or just in a relationship. Consultation is so important. Um, some of you guys may not recognize the vocabulary word consultation, but just think of it as communication. Um, how important is communication in a relationship? How much better can it make a relationship um, if you're able to communicate in a healthy way with each other? Um, through tough times, um, through arguments, through, you know, day-to-day, -day, you know, decisions, how can we make communication at the forefront or consultation be at the forefront of our relationship? Um, what are your thoughts on the upbringing of children? Super duper important. I know a lot of people um, have different thoughts of how they would raise their children. Um, so... If you and your partner's thoughts don't coexist or they're totally different um, and like totally on opposite sides of the spectrum, then that relationship may not work, especially when children come into the picture, which is a very important time and a time that you don't want the relationship to go south. So having this conversation and consulting about um, how each of you would like to upbring your children or to raise your children is a super important thing to talk about before getting together before getting married and before having children especially what are your talents and hobbies how do you wish to be supported in those um, how does the needs of the faith the Baha'i faith or uh, whatever religion you belong to if both of you guys are in two different religions it's totally not a problem um, just as long as you guys already consulted about that but how do each of your guys's faiths religions and how do the needs of each of your religions influence the, your decisions on where you live and the lifestyle that you want to have um, what kind of spouse do you want to be and what do you want from a spouse those are important questions what do you most look forward to in a marriage what are your fears and reservations regarding marriage um, I love that last question on this note on this list that's the 29th question what are your fears and reservations regarding marriage? A lot of people are scared of committing um, to one person for the rest of their life. Um, and they. a lot of people have a lot of fears and things that hold them back from getting married for many, 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 many years. Um, so to consult about that with a potential partner um, and consult about, you know, why those are your fears, why those are your reservations why those hold you back and figure those things out so that both of you guys can have an understanding of where you're coming from could be very 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 fruitful to know um before committing to each other and deciding that this is a relationship that you want to carry on into marriage um and you know then maybe kids right after that so um those were 29 questions that were really cool that I liked um, one you know most of those were written out by a friend of mine um, and I thank you for that shout out may may you dig if you listen to this um, and then some of those questions for, are from a you know a few other friends um, I had hundreds of questions come in honestly I wasn't expecting that normally when I ask for questions from somebody um, you know they normally don't respond or they respond with one question or they're too busy um, so I had lots and lots of answers come in um, or lots and lots of questions and I'm gonna keep this podcast at 45 minutes for this first one and we're sitting at 20, 27 minutes 38 seconds so um, 
I hope you're enjoying it so far. I'm going to take a little breather and jump back in with the second set of questions um, and just branching off into my own thoughts about those. I hope this is a thought-provoking podcast. I know it's my very first one. I may not be doing perfect, but I hope it's stimulating thought, and I hope these questions help you and whoever your girlfriend or boyfriend or your potential partner or future partners can use in future consultation. Um, So I'll be back in just a few moments, and thank you for listening, and I hope you stay tuned. Okay, so I'm back, and I hope you guys are better than ever. Um, So we moved on to the um, second set of questions. These were sent over. Um, It was actually... It's actually titled Marriage Questionnaire. Um, it says, generally this isn't so much about right answers as about a process that will lead you to each very carefully reflect, that will lead you to each very carefully reflect and record your views on a wide range of marriage affecting issues and then be able to have this as a basis for discussion with each other. In discussing these topics, we hope to make you more objectively and realistically aware of each other's point of view. Also, this will help you become more familiar with certain subjects which might cause strife or argument later on in your marriage. It is not so important what your answer is, but how you will deal with answers that are different. That is powerful. I hope you guys heard that last part. I'm going to repeat it one more time. That was powerful. It is not so important what your answer is but how you will deal with answers that are different so what are areas what areas do you consider your strengths and your weaknesses in relation to preparation for marriage i know what mine are i know i'm not out here you know this is not confessions but You know what I'm saying? It's not confession, so I'm not going to say nothing. But what do you feel are the important qualities to look for in a person to indicate that they are mature enough and are spiritually prepared for marriage? You know what? I love that question. Matter of fact, I wish I had that question to ask the past person I talked to because, you know, I've always had a, I don't know, interest in marriage I've always wanted to get married since I was little. I've always wanted to get married, um, you know, you know, as soon as God is ready for me to get married, as soon as I'm ready to get married, like mature enough to get ready or to know. I think something that's important is to know when you personally, like you personally are mature enough and are spiritually prepared enough for marriage. And I want to know, like, what does that mean to me? Like, I got to think about that when would I know because as of right now you know a lot of people you know my siblings they tell me I'm not mature enough or spiritually prepared for marriage um and sometimes I feel like the last person I talked to felt the same way um so I kind of want to know what that would look like so I can work on trying to become mature enough and spiritually prepared enough so that I don't trick myself into thinking I'm prepared because right now I think I'm prepared you know what I'm saying I'm ready to face those challenges like in my mind I'm ready but you know you never 
I feel like you never really know. You can only be as prepared as possible. Um, but it's definitely something to dwell upon. Definitely an important question to ask your potential partner. And a very important question to ask yourself. Um, this question would be for a woman, I guess, because it's titled Woman. How is your potential partner like your father? And how does he differ? What are the implications for marriage? You know, I've heard this question a lot. Um, and some people think this question is weird, which automatically tells me that they're not mature enough or spiritually prepared enough for marriage immediately. Um, and then some people, this question is a very important question to them because they love their father and the qualities they see in their father are, you know, strive worthy. I don't know a good word to use, but something that they would, the way they see their father treat their mother, they, they would love to be treated the same way. The way their father treats other people, they would love for their husband to treat other people. Um, so I guess they look up to their father and see them as a perfect example of a good man. Um, so when questioning how is, how is someone like your potential partner like your father and how does he differ and what are the important implications um, for marriage it might be a very important question to ask yourself and to think about um, when investigating somebody's character um, of course like in a woman man situation um, if they switcheroo that conversation they switcheroo that and for a man how is your potential partner like your mother and how does she differ what are the implications for marriage um Woman, how, how are you like and unlike your own mother, and how will this affect your marriage? Um, man, how are you like and unlike your own father, and how will this affect your marriage? Very important questions to ask. Um, unfortunately, there's a cycle of, of young men not staying there for their children, um, you know, not being good husbands. Same for mothers, not staying there for their children and not being good, you know, you know, wives in their situation. So if you think about, you know, how you look up to your parents, how they are inter how they interacted with each other, how they were in their relationship from your point of view as a child, and, you know, thought about how are you like your parents and how do you differ and how will that affect your marriage? How much has the environment you grew up in and the examples you saw how much will that affect or have positive or negative implications on your marriage? What do you like about the personality of the other? Super important, as we all know. What do you find annoying? How will you deal with that? What do you wish were different? Do you anticipate what the annoying things will probably, that they will probably go away? Or are you prepared for them staying the same throughout your marriage? You know... I think that is very, very, very important right there. And that was a little, like, paragraph of questions all combined into one. Um, but how, what do you find annoying, and how will you deal with that? A lot of times we find something annoying, but we think, oh, they'll change. Or, or we will think that we can change them, which is the very, 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 very not good way of thinking you should not think that you need to change somebody or you shouldn't think that you have to change somebody nor is it your job or your right to try and change somebody so they fit more into your category of what's good or 
what's a good husband or wife not healthy so think about that if something's annoying about somebody how will you deal with that and are you prepared for them staying the same throughout your marriage and how will you prepare yourself to be able to deal with that what do you do with your spare time super you know that's a super general question but not general at the same time if somebody has you know a whole weekend off or whatever um what are they doing with their spare time are they sitting around watching tv all day long are they um playing video games all day long and how is that going to affect your marriage how do you see that like not saying video games are bad not saying tv is bad but when they're spending all their time spare time doing that instead of you know trying to get you know better themselves trying to better the relationship trying to spend time with you trying to spend time with the children if you have children um at some point you know how will the time they spend in their spare time affect you the relationship the family dynamic um definitely something to think about how much oh i love this one i love this one so much how much solitude you know time alone per day do you need to be spiritually in balance is there a particular time of day that you need this what do you need uh what do you do with that solitude what and how will you feel if your spouse needs solitude away from you and at what point would you see would that seem excessive um those are good questions to ask you really got to think about that um you know for in my mind for a relationship to be strong to have a good foundation to be healthy i feel like a lot of time needs to be spent together but for someone to be spiritually available to be to have that love that energy available for their partner they also need to spend time alone to i guess you could say revitalize um or you know they need time alone to think to to grow um so that they're able to contribute um to the relationship to the family dynamic with a lot of you know with as much energy as possible um How much time do you need with others of your own gender and doing what kinds of activities? How do you expect this to change or be the same after marriage? Um, it's a cool question, you know. I mean, personally, I don't spend too much time with a lot of people. I'm mostly alone. So, you know, I wouldn't know exactly how to answer that question. But for those of you who spend a lot of time with your girlfriends or with your friends, that, guy friends, <laughs> guy friends, um um sorry i just noticed there goes like some masculinity shit stepping in right there i said your girlfriends like for girls you guys call your girlfriends girlfriends but guys are so self-conscious and like society makes it seem so bad to like i don't know it was weird i didn't want to say your boyfriends even though it's the same thing as your girlfriends just friends that are boys or friends that are guys and I switched around to say guy friends to sound more acceptable to society. It's just sometimes you notice little things. Um, you got to catch those little things and try to correct them and pay attention to those things. Um, but a lot of times we, you know, go out every Friday night and play basketball with our guys. Um, sometimes we go out for, um, you know, some people go out for drinks, depending on if they drink or not. Or, 
you know, a lot of times people just hang out on the weekends with their guy or girlfriends, and sometimes they want that to continue into marriage, which is fine, but definitely a discussion or a conversation or something you need to think about um, when you're in a relationship, you know, if you have you know, if you have to work every day and all you get is like three hours in the evening with your spouse throughout the week and then on your full day off you spend your whole day with your guys or you spend your whole day with your girlfriends and no time with your spouse, that might be, you know, it may not positively contribute to the relationship maybe, but it's something to think about and to consult about. How much do you watch TV? How many hours per day, per week? Are there any types of TV that would be hard for you to give up? Um... What is the role of entertainment in your life? Do you need regular periods of play, entertainment? Uh, Important questions. Um, What kinds of entertainment do you enjoy? Do you enjoy passive entertainment or active entertainment? Um, What kinds of entertainment do you find annoying or repulsive? What types of movies or TV program would you avoid or ask to have not presented in your home? Now, that's a great question because I will not accept um reality tv shows in my home a lot of time we let these it's just so poisonous to the mind and to society and for us to spend time letting that poison into our heads that negative energy into our heads um as entertainment i just don't think it's going to contribute to the well-being of my partner or to myself or to anybody else that lives in the household so that's something i wouldn't allow in the house um so it's a good question and a good conversation to have. Sometimes we think of that as just something passive that doesn't really matter. But it does matter, you know. I'm not too much of a news guy because it has a lot of negative energy and a lot of negative things that they talk about. I don't think, you know, I would want too much politics on TV, um, you know. So, you know, it's a good question to ask, good thing to think about. If I come home and there's somebody's watching a debate on TV or watching reality TV, may not be, you know, something I'd want, you know, in the house when I come home or when I'm sitting down to relax may not be something I feel like is useful or helping me grow. Um, how much do you, how do you joke, tease, how does this work for the other important you know some sarcasm is annoying um i haven't had oh no my alarm sorry ladies and gentlemen sorry um but i've never ran into somebody that has sar or sarcasm that's like extremely annoying or negative or you know hurts me somehow but i know some people that can't deal with certain types of sarcasm so it's an important question to ask Sometimes people joke and tease in very rude ways, and sometimes they don't recognize that it's rude. Um, And sometimes that's something that needs to be talked about. Um, There's a lot of questions in here. Um, There's food, meals, diet, how should dinners be prepared, who will cook them, how fancy, how many courses. You know, these questions in this get really deep and precise, which some people might find annoying. But when you come to think about it, about the divorce rates, about um, the unhealthy relationships, about how people are abusive, how people are verbally and physically abusive, how people think they love each other but never really truly loved each other, that it was just love that only lasts for a little bit but goes away tomorrow, Um, you know, 
and how fast people get divorced or break up you know maybe having these conversations about these thousands of different things you can talk about that go into a marriage that go into a healthy marriage that go into um what the partner prefers what you prefer um how you guys will coexist together in the same home how your conversations will go what it gets on your nerves what doesn't get on your nerves what's okay what's not okay um a lot of these things you know like say the different types of tv shows you watch the way you react um on the road when somebody cuts in front of you um the way somebody eats the way somebody treats their body a lot of things add up um to divorce add up to the relationship not being healthy to the relationship turning to the dark side <laughs> like darth vader a lot of things go into it not just one thing so if we have these conversations these and very important conversations that sometimes seem passive or sometimes seem so minute that they are not important to consult about when they really are maybe just maybe that will help relationships progress help relationships become stronger help each people understand each other better and better and better before they even get into a relationship think about how much more useful how much more um understanding we might be of each other how much we know each other before we get together um how many less surprises there are in the relationship um just think about it you know a lot of these questions again like i said at the beginning or like my friend said she doesn't like to think of it as an interview or an interrogation but more as different concepts and ideas we can talk about and consult about to get a better understanding of each other's preferences of each other's characters of how we might interact with children how we might interact with others how we might react to certain situations if we are able to consult about these things before we start a relationship and not in the relationship or being surprised by certain things in the relationship that it might prevent um certain things from happening um so it's just something to think about uh you know if if this podcast was stupid to you or you're like no those questions are unimportant totally understandable every ha- everybody has their own perceptions their own opinions um but these were just some thoughts some people and a lot of these people are youth between the age of 18 and 25 so a lot of young people's thoughts and questions that they would want to know um and you know you never know some of these people that ask me these questions might be somebody you may end up with in the future it might be things that they'd like to know about you that you guys never get to know about each other because they're too scared to ask you or you don't like to hear those questions so just think about it think about it think about it think about it get to know your potential partner um get to loving them get to understanding how they serve get to understanding how they treat people how they react how they interact um and make sure this person is you know somebody that you really want to spend the rest of your life with uh, i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast it was my very first podcast ever um, I enjoyed talking to you guys. I enjoyed asking these questions to myself and to you guys. And I hope you guys took notes. Um, and, 
use these questions in the future when you're getting to know somebody. Thank you for listening to the podcast. This is Sizzy's Talk Show, C-I-Z-Z-Y Talk Show, baby. Understand, listen, and use what you get from these podcasts because as I ask these questions, it stimulates my thoughts too, and I'm learning from the questions that I'm asking. I'm learning from the things that I'm saying. So I hope that you're learning as well, and I hope that our relationship through this podcast continues. Hope you continue to listen, to enjoy, um, and I hope it's useful to you. So, with love, this is Carla Stutzer, C O L I S, says the kid, C I Z Y, the kid, here, live action, and uh, we're out. Thank you for listening. Much love.